Thank you for listening to the only podcast dedicated to the business of pharmacy. Welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast Show. You can find all of our episodes at pharmacypodcast.com. Hey, we're excited about the rebroadcasting of the IACP podcast with Scott Maitland. This is their third episode, so stay tuned. Before that, next week, Pharmacy Podcast is covering the Armada Specialty Pharmacy Summit 2015. That's May 4th through 8th. If you are over in the Twitter sphere, please hashtag Armada15 so that we can follow you. If you're going to be at the conference, tweet us at Pharmacy Podcast. Let us know you're going to be there. We'd love to meet up with some of our listeners. And I heard from Scott that the IACP podcast is exploding. So thank you so much for supporting that organization and listening to their shows filled with uh, some great information. You're listening to an IACP podcast, www.iacprx.org. Hello and welcome back to the IACP Podcast. Today is Wednesday, April 29th, 2015, and this is Scott Maitland, your Director of Communications and Publications at IACP and your host for the IACP Podcast. Last week, I spoke with David Miller about APIs and DQSA, the Drug Quality and Security Act, and our listenership is growing. In fact, it's actually exploding. So today, I want to thank you for coming back, but I also want to welcome the listeners of the Pharmacy Podcast Show. Beginning with this episode, you'll be able to hear our shows on two different channels. And as always, if you have any questions, comments, or thoughts, please give us a call at the IACP Podcast Line. That number is 713-730-9043. Again, that's 713 713- 730-9043. Or you can shoot us an email at info at iacprx.org. This week, Dave and I are talking about recalls. And before I jump into the show, just a friendly reminder that if you haven't registered for Compounders on Capitol Hill, you'll want to do that today. You can register and learn more information just by visiting us at iacprx.org forward slash cch so dave welcome back to the show this week we're talking about recalls there's been some chatter going on about a compounder supplier of bulk ingredients that recently issued a complete recall of their product line what do our listeners need to know about this this is a rather unusual situation and and it's it's completely different than what most of us are used to as pharmacists when we're dealing with recalls generally our recalls are such that uh, it's one product, one lot, one group from a manufacturer or from a supplier. Um, Recently, we did have a supplier of bulk ingredients, of active pharmaceutical ingredients, um, that unfortunately experienced a beta-lactam contamination of their facility, uh, beta-lactam penicillin. So out of an abundance of caution, they have actually issued a recall of not only their entire product line, but their entire product line going back several years. So when I get a recall notice, uh, and I think that's probably one of the simplest way to, to look at this, um, if I get a recall notice, one of the first things that I do is I turn around, I pull it from my shelf, and I quarantine it. The second is I have to do an assessment of to whom the, that medication may have been dispensed or distributed. So I go into my pharmacy system and I identify any patient that I may have used that particular drug on. 
I need to reach out to the prescriber. I need to reach out to them and, and advise them this is a recall that has occurred. Uh, and then I also have an obligation, if I have dispensed that medication to a patient, that I have to reach out to the patients as well. So regardless of whether it's a finished drug product or an API, in a situation like this, we follow the same exact recall procedure that we would ordinarily do so if it was a manufactured product. All right, Dave. Well, you've talked about what a compounder should do, but how do they go about doing that? Um, first and foremost, you have to follow your recall procedure. And every pharmacy, especially a compounder, should have a recall process, an SOP in place for them to handle any type of recall. You know, first and foremost, you have to see what the impact of that is on your patient population. You may not have purchased from that particular supplier. You may have only purchased certain products from that particular supplier. But in either instance, you have to identify all the patients to whom that medication was dispensed during the time period of the recall stated by the supplier. Um, that's, that's basic to begin with. You need to compose a letter. You need to start planning on uh, following your SOP and documenting how you have reached out and contacted each one of those patients. Now, for compounders, it's somewhat different because we do have some states that require any instance where there has been a recall of a compounded medication, whether it's because of a, a, an issue in your practice setting um, or if it's coming to you as the supplier, which is the question sort of on the table today, um, you have to notify your board of pharmacy. And one of the things that we have done as IECP is reached out to the board of pharmacy because this, this supplier recall that we're currently seeing right now um, actually is very similar to a, a manufacturer issuing a recall. What we don't know is whether or not that supplier has contacted the boards of pharmacy. That's something that IECP has passed on as information as well. Even so, you have to double-check your own state to determine whether or not you as a pharmacy must show that you have, A, initiated a recall, B, what records that you are maintaining, and C, that you're complying with your state requirements for a recall. This is all great information, Dave. Where can our listeners go to get more information or tools that they can access to help with this process? Well, uh, there's two ways to answer your question, Scott. First is, remember, let's approach it as a pharmacist. Um, you can't be cautious enough. So even if it was something that you dispensed a year and a half ago, the likelihood that the patient may still have it, uh, you don't know. You don't know for certain. So and to be on the cautious side... Um, you should recall or, or issue a recall notice to all of those patients. That, that is a lot of work. And one of the things that many of our members are not aware of is that IACP actually has a recall SOP and kit available by contacting the academy. It, it has all the steps you need. It has sample letters. It has documentation. It has what you need to record, how to collect the reports together into one packet, um, that's fantastic, whether it is a simple single drug recall. Um, it's also handy in a situation like this where you as the pharmacy may have purchased multiple uh, medications from this particular supplier and are now have to, having to initiate multiple recalls. Uh, so I would turn uh, certainly to the academy and ask the question, you know, I have to do a recall. What do you have for me? We have the answer for you. That's something that we can get out to you via email. Um, reach out to the IACP and check our website. 
All right, Dave, thanks so much for answering all those questions. And listeners, thank you for coming back and joining us for another episode of the IACP podcast. If you want more information on membership or your membership benefits, or you're curious about the recall SOP that Dave mentioned, visit us online at IACPRX.org or give us a call at 281-933-8400. Again, our Houston number office is 281-933-8400. All of us at IACP hope you enjoyed the show. And if you did, please take a moment and subscribe and share the show with a colleague. Tune in next week. I'll be talking with David again about the IACP comments for the FDA guidance documents. This is Scott Maitland signing off until next time. Here's to the health of your pharmacy.